0: Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome, welcome to the latest episode of The Real Steamy Podcast. I'm your host, Jarvez Hall, director of the East Metro STEAM Partnership. We're every day out in East Metro. We keep it real steamy, as always. I am excited today. We are having our first triple special guest. I know, you know, we're, 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 we're just starting out in the podcast. You know, you thought we could only have one guest. You thought last time, uh, you know, you thought, you know, with the Oregon Ass we could only have two guests, but no, we are bringing a triple panel here for you today. I'm excited to have Portland Community College here. We are going to talk about some really cool things that they're doing right now that we are excited about. So let's give a big round of applause for Portland Community College right now. Thank you very much. Big round of applause, special guests. We are here. We are with Julia Betts, uh, the STEM and Design Center coordinator. We are excited that she is with us. We have Peter Krim. He is with us as well, and we are definitely pumped up uh, to have him with us. And we also have David with us, David uh, Maya Hall. Am I getting that right, David? Did I say it right? Okay, yep, I think I got, got the, I, I got the thumbs up. Woo! Sometimes I'm always, when I'm like, sometimes I'm like, maybe I should check exactly how to pronounce the last names and stuff before I just welcome them onto on the show. But I am glad all three of you is three of you are here. Uh, Julia, how are you doing today? You're the one I usually work with the the most over at uh, the East Metro Steam Partnership. How, how's your day going so far?
1: You know, Jarvez, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having us. Um, I am so excited. We get a little bit of a break and a pause from from. Uh, the madness that was fall term, but we are all just so excited this project we're working on that we're launching for winter term. So the break isn't over. There's still work to be done. Um, But I'm, I'm eager for that. (laughs) A little bit of a pause to be able to, to get everything in order and get started for our classes.
0: And you're a bit of a celebrity. So you're used to the spotlight, right? Is that what you're telling us before the show that you're used to this piece that you you, you have interviews and everything else all the time?
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of a big deal. I don't. I don't know. I feel like people who are listening should know that. But
0: yeah, and, and I'm telling you, like in a, in, a, in the STEM world, you know, you're an all star for the region. So we we always appreciate your work. So tell us a little bit. Uh, you know, reintroduce us to to Peter and David. So a lot of folks in the STEM world know about you, but um, not as many know about Peter and David. So uh, tell us a little bit about them. You can introduce Absolutely. them for them. You know, hype yeah. them up a little bit.
1: Well, I'll, I'll say right away, I, Peter's the veteran in, in this space, so I bet a lot of people know Peter Krem, so he's the executive director for Ore Boat School. Um, I've had the pleasure of working with him kind of on and off for the last few years, but this is the first time where we're really getting to dig in and work on a, a project together. Um, but Or Boat School has been around for, gosh, almost 10 years. Yeah um doing some amazing hands-on learning and um, specifically around this idea of boat building, connecting students to STEM. And Peter will tell you all about that. But I'm just thrilled for the opportunity to work with him more directly um, and to see how this project grows. Um, and David... Oh, David is such a star. I am. I, it's such a joy to work with him. Um, I actually just met him this year. Um, he's new to PCC, but is a peer facilitator supporting our project. So developing a lot of the content, and he's going to be working with the students in the classes. So um, I cannot speak highly enough of Peter. I don't know. Um, Peter uh, and David, uh, but Peter, if you wanted to say anything more about Winden or or the, the work you're doing on the project...
2: Well, I have to say I would second your uh, uh, praise for David. Uh, we've been working uh, on the video portions of the program for a <clears throat> um, couple of months now and uh, he consistently turns out very thoughtful and um, well-produced videos uh, and uh, it's just been a joy to work with him. And In fact, this whole team has been really outstanding. There are five people on the core team who have been meeting since May to get this project off the ground. And we've developed and it's been all over Zoom. And um we've developed a really fantastic relationship um, that's completely supportive and not competitive. Um, and it just it gets the job done. And um, I also echo Julia's thoughts about the break. Um, it's going to take us right up to the last minute to get this flying on January 6th, but the design of the program is such that we anticipate modifying as we go. And that's something that I'm used to doing now over the last 10 years. We've been working in schools with kids from fifth grade through twelfth grade. And um, all of our programs are in schools. So each time we go into a new school, we have to adapt. And you never know whether you're going to be seeing 15 kids or 150 kids. We've had classes up to 100 and well, 120. Um, like sixth graders, and we rotate them all through, and we get everybody involved in building a boat. Um, and it's just—it's a—it's keeping me young, I should say. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, well, I can get into my history a little later, but um, this is like I yeah, said. Well, let,
0: me, uh, let me let me introduce this really quickly uh, sure. to make sure that, see, so we all know what we're talking about. But the audience doesn't know yet. So let me tell them about what's going on because they need to understand this really cool opportunity that is coming up because uh, it is really important that folks know that there is a course that is going to be available uh, in the, in the fall that it is called Maker uh, Makerspace Mathematics. It is math 99 and that PCC Southeast was awarded a grant from the National Science Foundation to help develop an exciting experimental, experiential learning course in mathematics uh, that is partnered with the, the wind and oar and created a lab that uses math 60 and math 65 principles to build a miniature boat that the participants get to keep. Uh, they get to develop math skills and improve math success, uh, build confidence in math. It is not the traditional math lab that you might be used to. You get principles of math, science, uh, architecture, construction, and you get an opportunity to make a boat. And that course is available. Uh, you can register for it right now. They start in January, which is winter term. Uh, it is there's two opportunities. There's Wednesdays uh, from 12 to 2.50, or Fridays from 12 to 2.50, and these are both at PCC Campus, I believe, and you can find more information directly about it at www.pcc.edu maker slash STEM dash center. Right. So is this exciting? So how did this uh, I know it was a it was a it was a grant from the, the National Science Foundation. But but uh, anyone you want to talk about kind of how this uh, came together to really make a, a course around building a boat and kind of this hands on uh, experiential learning. I think this is really interesting.
1: Yeah, um, well, I will jump in just to say um, thank you for that plug. I think, uh, this project has taken a lot of turns, but I wanted to honor, um, Dr. Alma quarters, wanted to put a shout out because he was, um, kind of the first inspiration of this work. And, um, when he was at PCC as my division team, he crafted, crafted this, um, proposal and it really stemmed from the great work we had already been doing and that he had really, um, initiated work with uh, Windenore Boat School, where we had um, them come in and actually build a boat in our STEM center, um, work with a youth makers crew. And um, it was just a tremendous experience and something that that started to build that relationship with Windenore Boat School. and um, And so the inspiration really came from him of like, okay, what does it mean for us to do something meaningful and hands-on, connect students to math, and especially for students who, aren't served by a traditional math class, right? That don't, um, don't find that, you know, sage on the stage, somebody lecturing at me as a way for them to really connect with math. And, and how do we, or where, where are those points where we lose those students? Um, And so the makerspace environment is inherently supportive of folks, right? It's meant to be really welcoming a space for people to explore their interests. You might not even know you're doing STEM when you're in the makerspace, right? You're building, you're exploring, um, and it's an opportunity to connect people with those concepts uh, and then reinforce them. And so what was really exciting about this project is that we are like, we're going to build a boat. It's going to be amazing. We're all going to be in it. We're going to be doing this work. We're going to be exploring math together and finding ways to build those connections And then COVID, right? And all of a sudden, like we've got this project, this three-year project, and now we have to get creative and we have to test our own bounds and our own discomforts around making those mistakes and exploring something new. Um, And Peter can speak more to this, you know, the pivot that we made with these model boats because it's something he was already kind of exploring with his work uh, in the schools. But we're like, there's a way we can do this. We can still bring this to students. And so since may this whole team has been getting creative right and really exploring how do we make this work how do we make it hands-on how do we keep that community building piece the space where people explore math in a meaningful way in a remote environment and so I mean that's like my ramble about it but I'm, I'm so excited because I think it's something where we're able to kind of keep that inherent um idea about that hands-on, that that community building piece, um, and my hope is, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be honoring those pieces in that remote space.
0: So what you're telling me is the yacht that the students were going to originally make for me as part of the class is not going to happen because of COVID, so I'm not getting my yacht. Is that correct?
1: That might be year two. We're trying to, no. we're, we're trying to be realistic now, about it. Now,
0: David promised me a yacht. So uh, he didn't say it was a model yacht. I was told that I was going to get a real yacht, you know, to rival some of the you know elites in the world, you know, right up there with Puffy and and and, you know, some of these other folks that are getting these yachts. Uh, David, I'm, I'm disappointed to hear that I'm not getting my yacht this time. Is that is that what I'm hearing from Julia?
3: I think you may get a yacht it may be a scaled down version uh, which would be the the math component of that communication.
0: okay okay so so I'm not getting my yacht. so now that i'm' I'm, I'm, I'm gonna get past that disappointment uh, but I, I this is very interesting and I think what really stood out to me in this process uh one definitely want to give a shout out to Alma quarters. Uh, who made a fantastic hire of an interim director earlier this year for the east Metro steam partnership <laughs> i maybe mean, hired myself so of course we always appreciate uh al bringing me bringing me into the game and uh we appreciate our our previous director uh, uh landiszararkanal who did a great job uh for the for the years that she was here with uh, east Metro steam so we want to get a, give a shout out to those folks but what really intrigued me uh, especially from an equity perspective, and then uh, knowing the history of Portland is when we start thinking about boats, uh, one of the uh, reasons why Portland is more integrated now than it was a hundred years ago is because Portland actually used to make boats during uh, during the World War. And it was actually an area... Um, close to where PCC Cascade is, was known as Vanport. And Vanport was, was the one area where uh, black people and other people of color were allowed to be in the Portland metro area at that particular time when it was segregated. It meant something to me because my great grandfather moved up here from Louisiana uh, to work in the railroad piece of, of that, that helped bring in some of the parts and other things uh, when they did have the shipyards of where they were building the boats in uh, Vanport, which is now uh, Delta Park area. So when I when I heard about this, I thought that was interesting uh, uh, using the boats in particular, because I'm like as a as a as a historian, uh, local historian, I'm not a local historian, but having that connection to local history here, I thought that was interesting uh, to, to bring a little bit of that back from a, from a boat perspective. I know that wasn't uh, in the decision to do this particular program, but I did think that that was an interesting tie in there. And I saw you shaking your head, Peter. I know you know uh, a little bit of that at local history. Was any anybody bring some of those things up in some of the discussions at all? You know, that's a that's a excellent point. Um, we try to talk about place when we're in the
2: schools um, and we do some work in uh, St. John's and. Uh, we um, have always tried to, you know, bring that context uh, to the project because one of the first things that happens when we talk to, in particular, funders is, you know, why a boat? And it's not an obvious choice for a project. But I think that um, you're actually making a very good point. Something that I should sort of take away with me today is that um, this history of uh, bringing. Um, boat builders, boat yard workers to the area uh, and who were predominantly black. uh, And what what an impact that had on Portland, Um, something that we need to talk about more. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, we're aware of it, but we're, and we're, you know, we're trying to use all of this information to, to create a sense of place and a context around what we're doing. I mean, the boat we're building is not particularly unique to any any space. You know, it's just a simple rowboat. Um, it's, uh, but the fact that it's a boat is something that's, uh, actually it's my, that's the, the reason we do it is mostly because that's what I love about uh, working
0: with uh, my hands is working on boats. You know, it is, it's, it's always good to, to work with the hands, and I think it's, Something interesting. So, uh, we're a few minutes in. So, of course, I always have to go to our sponsor, Reed, if you'll indulge me for a few moments. Today's episode of the Real Steamy Podcast is brought to you by Portland Community College, whose new course, Math 99, is coming out this winter term starting in January. Uh, hands-on experiential learning. The course is called Mathematics Makerspace. Explore process, anticipating what you see down the road, and helps you understand the steps you need to take. Process is something we want to import to folks. Uh, appreciation for math and geometry, real-world concepts that help to understand the world around us. There's a, philosoph- a philosophical level a spiritual level part of what math does for us. And you don't think you can get there in 20 or 30 hours of the class, but there is a true value for the math. You can find out more about this course, uh, which uses principles of Math 60 and Math 65 to build a miniature boat uh, that, that you actually get to keep as a participant by visiting the website, www.pcc.edu slash maker slash STEM center. Well, thank you, PCC, for that sponsorship. Uh, we'll go right back into this. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit more just even about the makerspace and what might be available there? Like, this is a course, uh, you know, you, you get some credit for this and you can dive a little bit into it. This is definitely a great course for folks, especially that are coming off of Math 60 and Math 65. Uh, but, you know, is this something that younger people can take? you know, as a part of uh, uh, either continuing ed or something with, with, uh, with, in partnerships with their high school, you know, tell us more about how this, uh, how just the makerspace kind of works and operates and, and how uh, students can be involved in that.
1: Absolutely, Jarvis So, um, forgive me, I've got a cat, meowing in the background a little bit, but, uh but um i've been with pcc now um since 2016 and i oversee the Makerspace, at the southeast campus um but there are maker spaces across the district so um there's one in every kind of main campus and in each They each take their own form, but a big part of the work is outreach with K-12. So we spend a lot of time um, partnering with local schools. And in in our case at the Southeast campus, we work a lot with Harrison Park, with uh, Jason Lee, um, with Vestal. We work with high schools as well. The idea is that we want students to feel like college is a possibility for them and not just a possibility, but PCC is their college. Right. And so for students who maybe haven't had access to that or don't have that experience, you know, as a first generation college student, I didn't know people that had gone to college, but, but, um, it's really great to be able to bring them on campus and and have them have that ownership of the space. And so since I started, um, We've been having after school programming. So, we partner with a few different groups. Um, in our boat school was one of them. Partner with um, OSU, 4 H Extension, um, the STEM Beyond School. We're a site for STEM Beyond School. Um, but, bringing students to do projects. So, one of the, the funnest that I did um, right before I went on parental leave. So, it was a big old. <laughs> I was very pregnant, but it was a lot of fun, um, was working with fourth and fifth graders to do 3D printing projects. So having them explore um, different software, uh, then actually design their own prints and and then use the 3D printers. And so it was throughout the school year they did that. Um, The things that they came up with were so much fun, were so cool. Um, and that's one of the things I think I try to emphasize to folks is that it's a it's a great place to explore, especially if this technology is new to you. Um, and what we try to do is make sure that we have the space open. Um, and mind you, when the campus is open, um, the space is open to the community. And so we have open lab times, so people can come in and use the space, explore the technologies. Um, and you don't have to be a PCC student to do that. So that's a big, part of what we try to advertise um, is making sure the space is accessible to folks. And especially if they're curious about 3D printing or laser cutting, um, I know at the other campuses, they have all kinds of really cool equipment people can explore, but it's also the the people in the community. You get to learn about um, what kinds of STEM programs are available to you at PCC. Um, we also support student research. We actually have a handful of students who just got some NASA funded research um, that they're doing remotely this year. So it's really meant to be all kinds of opportunities for folks um, and not just for PCC students, but for community members as well.
0: And I know and I know, just so people know, you know, we start exposing folks to, to STEM and STEAM early. You know, we're, we're happy that Julia helped us pilot the, the STEM and utero program. So uh, we're we're making sure we access the babies early and get them get them ready for STEM. So we we we, we want you know they 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 have you listen to Mozart and other classical music is supposed to help you know stimulate the brain waves when they're in usual. We we reintroduce them to the maker spaces early mm-hmm. just to uh, get them get them already thinking about making stuff. And we also try to uh, other you know kind of jokes aside there, but uh, you know maker spaces are also great for those. Thinking about developing some type of product, or, or developing, uh, you know, business can go uh, to makerspaces and and use some of the equipment and and decide, you know, if their product is something that they can make or manufacture or things like that. It's great for prototyping, and and testing some of those things. So um, I encourage folks to to take a, a look at some of that. So so so, David, tell us more about your role in in this process, because I I understand Julia is kind of runs the makerspace. Uh, Peter is where I get my yacht from, and I'm going to uh, go with him to shop for my uh, my new fiber gas boat whenever I decide to get one. And uh, so, so tell me how your role in this, in this works.
3: Thanks, Jarvis. Uh, I'm a peer facilitator and I currently am assigned to video content and troubleshooting with instructions. So kind of designing videos that accompany the material in the classes, should someone miss a class or if someone has extra questions about a process in the build, we're designing videos for that. OK,
0: so when I, so when I release my STEM album, uh, my, my, my STEM-centered album, I, I contact you to, uh, to help make my, my first music video.
3: Right. And I'll, I'll give you a good deal too.
0: Okay. Yeah. Cause I was, I was inspired by this, by this last big versus battle, you know, all these versus battles have been going on, uh, since, uh, since the pandemic started. So I decided that, you know, we need more STEM represented in music. So I'm working on a music video mm-hmm. to accompany the real steamy podcast. So I know to go to David to get that video going. Uh, so uh so so Peter how how long has has the has the boat program uh, been been going on So we're approaching uh the end of our 10th year
2: where um uh, <clears throat> we started in 2011 uh with a program uh, for some adult women who wanted to build a boat a rowing boat and they built a boat that five people could run um, And they uh, it's a boat that was coming out as a project for high school students. And we thought, well, we'll give it a try and see how it works. And it's turned into a huge success um, in Scotland. And uh, in 2013, they held a uh, world championships for this particular boat. And so five of our women builders went to Scotland to compete in the world championships of this. Um, and then we built one more of those same boats and then um, moved to youth education. And that was partly through our contacts with the Portland Metro STEM Partnership, um, who gave us sort of a, a language that we could use when we went to the schools. Uh, and then we developed a curriculum that was um, adaptable for fifth grade through twelfth grade. And as it turns out, that um, we teach very much the same. Um, Curriculum at all of those levels because we're I think we're sort of backfilling gaps in in education and um, as this program is developing we're finding that you know teaching fractions is a big part of it Uh, and measuring um, things that you don't you know you learn it once but you don't always have it brought back up all throughout your math career and yet it's critically important to algebra and geometry and all the other ones so it's um it's a this is a way to get people comfortable get students comfortable with math um, and we do a lot of it while we're building these boats so um, it's worked out really well for us uh, in fact we our summer programs are just now starting to take off but we really focused on being in schools um, right from the start and as Julie mentioned we did uh, work with an after-school program that was a maker club that came from a couple of junior high schools or grade schools, I can't remember which, um, who came and met at PCC Southeast. And then we adapted to their makerspace, which wasn't initially (laughs) suited to building a boat in, um, but as usual, we had to figure out some way to make it work, and we did. Um, We we teach a lot of other things along with the boat building itself. There's a lot of um, related material, both uh, And primarily, actually, on the science side, physics and the um, geometry and some of the other things that you don't do exactly on the boat, but it's related to it. Um, And then we'll even venture out into uh, environmental studies and talk about the water and talk about watersheds. uh, There's a lot of things that are involved with the water. So, you know, the boat becomes a great jumping off point for a lot of other things that we can talk about. We started a high school program this last year, just before COVID, that was um, where we took students out into the forest and cut trees down and milled them up. And um, then we started a boat in the shop, in our shop, and it was a 15 foot sailboat that uh, never got finished. Uh, well, I shouldn't say that it did, but it did get finished by the students because of COVID. And that's when we adapted to this um, model program. And we had done models before, but doing it um, remotely was a new experience. And we had to. We ended up doing it asynchronously. So what we've been working on with um, this particular project with PCC is to make this a synchronous program that um, involves everybody. It helps build the community that you want when you, uh, one of the best things about building a boat is that it does force community and collaboration and some of the other 21st century skills. And that's really hard to do remotely, but this program that we're working out right now is, designed to do just that. It's, it's supposed to uh, create the supportive learning environment of a group build. Uh, and I think we're doing an excellent job. We'll see where we, how much we have to adapt after uh, uh, this first term is up, but this is going to run through the spring term as well, um, and then we're hoping, I guess, to be back in, in the makerspace in next fall.
0: Okay, so this will also be. Uh, you don't have that scheduled just yet, because I don't think the spring term is is scheduled yet. But but you are planning on running this in the spring as well. Yeah, it's um,
2: for the amount of work we put into it. We better run it in the spring. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, for the, the in person class now, <laughs> and I'm and I'm definitely glad you adapted it. I I, I do hope. Uh, in the in the fall, you're able know, to to get back to, to kind of the the life size uh, boats. I think it's I think there's a lot of value in that. And, and then when you think about Portland, I mean, just how much like I said, I always tie it back in the in the history and then the the brand of Portland with us being in the water. Like we're we're the city of roses, but we're also known as the the city of bridges because we have a lot of bridges and there's a lot of water. And then you know we get the the ships that come in for the the Rose Festival—that's always uh, one of the the classic parts of, of the Rose Festival—are the, the the ships that come in. But also, we have the the dragon boat races uh, here in Portland, and then of course, everyone loves the when the uh, when the flutog the 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 red boot flutog is here. It's not necessarily a boat, but it's kind of a flying boat, so to speak. That, that, that people are building. Uh, but, but getting folks uh, engaged in those, and, and you're right, there's so much of those other pieces of it. It's not just math you're getting. You're getting uh, experience in design and engineering. You're talking about science. You're talking about understanding the water and, and how changes in the environment, uh, changes in the water may change the materials you might need to use for your, your boats. And there's a, there's a lot going on for a, a Math 99 class. And what I like about it, and what I will say to all three of you that you're real slick about, you snuck in a lot of this stuff into a, a a uh, what is this, a, is this? Is this three credits? How many credits is this course? Um uh, a
1: one credit course. Then you snuck a
0: lot into a one credit course. You snuck a lot into a three hour, it's a three hour lab and it's without homework. So, you know, you almost got me to come into the class because there's no homework in it. But, you snuck a lot really into this, uh, and my question, you all, was was that was that by design? Was that part of the grant, or was that saying, "Hey, we kind of we kind of got them in here with the boat. Let's sneak in some other really cool things uh, as well." Or Was that is that how you designed the course from the outset?
1: I'll offer that I think STEM is inherently interdisciplinary and sneaky like that, right? There's so much to it and it's all connected. And so I think we're honoring that piece of it. But I also want to say that I think a lot of it, like a lot of it did come from the grant, our original intention, and a lot of it formed because of the team we have and because of the great ideas that have emerged. And also trying to figure out how to navigate this community building within the team has helped us to understand how do we build more intention with this class? How do we build in more more context, more relatability, especially right now when we're all kind of searching for for that connection not not just to each other but like to the real world, right? What makes sense, and how do we connect these concepts back? So I just want to honor like I think a lot of it has has come from the team itself um those ideas. but no stem is stem is sneaky like that it's It's everything, which is why I love it so much. Um, and and my hope is that it'll be kind of effortless. We'll all just be building this boat together and talking about our experiences and and learning from each other and and talking about math all at the same time.
0: Great. It, it, every time we say that, I keep thinking there's a there's a coach at the University of Minnesota who this whole model is called row the boat, and that's uh you know it was, it was kind of in the vein of of keeping it uh, you know, Oregon tied Uh, former Oregon duck coach, Chip Kelly used to always say when the day, well uh, this guy's mantra was always row the boat. And I keep thinking that as a, as a process, uh, especially with this course, not only just kind of rowing the boat, the idea of, you know, we're always working to go up the stream and get to a better place, but to think about actually making the boat and, and thinking about taking education back to, I don't want to say, primitive, but what I would say is, is taking it back to some of those basic things and using kind of a student-centered approach is what I've always been uh, really putting out there, is taking an idea of what may be a student's interest and then designing curriculum around that to be able to say, hey, here's an opportunity to make a boat with your hands. And now we develop something around that. So now the student doesn't realize that they just uh, even though the class is math 99, so you can't help but know there's math in it. But you know, instead of somebody saying, "Well, I, I hate math," or "I hate science," or "I don't know how to build things," it's you know, you go through this, you have yourself a nice little boat at the end. And I remember those days back in uh, in middle school so much. I still have some of those things that I made, uh, whether it was in shop class or our home ec, or whether it was in some other things. And I learned so much from that. I mean, I. I learned fractions in math, but I really learned fractions in home ec when I had to bake that cake, and I needed to use you know one half cup of this or you know one quarter cup of that, and being able to apply those things is that uh, is is that application part of this of this grant as well? Really making sure that people are able to not only learn that that information in math, but being able to apply those uh, those skills that they that they've gotten.
1: Absolutely. I'm going to jump in, but I'm going to let Peter talk about this too, but, um, I love you bringing up shop class. That was my favorite in middle school. I took it as many times as I could, as they'd let me because that hands-on piece of it. And I know I did all the math in there. Right. But I, I just love that so much. So it does, I get a bit of nostalgia for that. Um, but yeah, it's exactly that we're, we're trying to apply those pieces and, and have folks connect to those concepts and one of the things that really jumped out for me when we were doing our test run and having all of our peers and our all of our team build these boats, um, that people were like, well, something doesn't add up. Something's not quite right. And that immediately we have to troubleshoot, right? You have to think about how do I make this work um, for me? And the reality is that everybody's boat looked a little bit different, right? We, we had this, the beginning plans, but we all had to kind of bring our own our own troubleshooting, our own, like understanding our own lens of it. Right. And so we were applying these concepts, but it wasn't, it wasn't a black and white situation. It wasn't like, there's such a misconception around STEM that there's a right answer. Right. But the reality is that it can look like a whole different, a whole lot of different things and it can still work. You can still make a boat that floats, right. But it's your boat. It's unique to you. And that's what I loved about it. So, I know Peter, if you wanted to add anything to that, but I, I wanted to mention that because that was such a cool thing. I,
0: I can't miss an opportunity to say, well, whatever floats your book. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't pass that up. Had to do it. Uh before I bring you in back in, Peter, I just want to uh do our we always do do two of these sponsorship reads, so I want to make sure to to get the second one in real quick. This episode of the Real Steamy Podcast is brought to you by PCC. Southeast, uh, who is introducing a new course, Math 99, which is Makerspace Mathematics. Uh, If you're looking for a fun and engaging real-life math experience, register for Math 99 today. Registration is open for winter term that begins in January. The course is available on either Wednesdays from 12 to 2.50 or from Fridays, 12 to 2.50. The National Science Foundation awarded uh, PCC Southeast with the grant to help develop a new and exciting lab course using real life math applications. PCC's Makerspace guided equitable student solutions with wind and ore has created a lab that uses math 60 and math 65 principles to build a miniature boat that participants get to keep. Please visit the website for more information in this course, you get to develop skills to improve math success and build confidence in math, as well as understand that there's no homework involved and it's not a traditional math lab. For more information, you can visit www.pcc.edu slash maker slash STEM dash center. All right. And we'll, we'll bring you right back in on that now that we know that Peter's boat does float. So we're, we're we're excited about that. Uh, but uh, uh you can definitely chime in on that. But I also want to ask you, you know, what 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 really brought you what, what brought you into this? What made you say yes, boats? And this is gonna be a way. And then I'll I'll throw this one out there. Uh are there opportunities for other uh, you know, maybe other areas to use uh, to use some of these maker. Things around a a particular concept. So could we, uh, you know, right now this course is about building a boat. Uh, could someone build a? Could we do one maybe with a model house? Are we, you know, I'm trying to work my way into somebody building me a house by the uh, by by the end of this. Or uh, you know, can we? Could there be as as you continue on? Do you see this kind of in the future? You know, right now this is math 99, uh, but could this be used? Uh, this experiential learning model in some of the uh, either higher level mathematics or some of the the higher order science courses potentially at at PCC. Are there some options uh, there potentially, you know, looking in our crystal ball uh, are some of those things possible moving forward?
2: Well, you know, one of the things that I try to talk about when I introduce this to new students um, for the first time is that this is really about learning um, the idea of process. And so it's it doesn't really matter that we're talking about a boat, um, but as Julia pointed out, what we were going through was a process that offered all kinds of opportunities to uh, troubleshoot. And so critical thinking was a you know, key to this. And then finding those solutions was something that we did as a team. And even though we're doing it at our own kitchen table or wherever we're doing it, uh, we're helping each other sort of come up with options for solving different problems. And I've done, I ran two of those test courses and um, several other, or several over the um, spring when I was doing the videos for the high school kids, every one of those boats came out different and they still do. Um, there's always something that's different about them. So I mean that—that's my defense of doing boats. Um, in that, you know, you know it's going to be a challenge, and you know it's going to be different. And the, the real challenging part is that it's—you know—there's nothing straight; it's all curved. Everything curves, and a lot of things curve in two directions. So it's—it's um, it's got a lot of sort of visualization challenges as well. Um, but. You know, I think that one of the things you were asking about there was, you know, where do you go from here or what other things can we do that can make, you know, STEM relevant um, and and bring it into the real world. And from my perspective, since I am sort of focused on boats, but the design part of this and the engineering part of it is something that we don't really get into at the level that really um, requires the advanced math. Um, and we could do that with uh, design projects. So, I mean, I think that a, a logical progression would be to have some, a group of students build a boat with a print that's already established, but then go on to the design one of their own choosing, or maybe as a group design one that they would endeavor to build at some other point. But the design process is completely different because of your understanding of physics has to be really Um, dead on and you also have to have a much more advanced math um, understanding to do the design part. So, I mean, this is a great starting point. And, you know, like I said, we have fifth graders who are doing it. um, And it's relevant all the way through. But if we wanted to, you know, up our game, uh, we could certainly um, throw some real challenging math and physics kinds of Questions at our students through the design and engineering process too. That was I would, my I
0: narrow point of view. <laughs> I would definitely encourage that. I think that would be fun and and, and interesting. And I and I and I definitely think this this uh, this course. And I appreciate the the work of, of everyone. Because I understand uh, being someone who who teaches at at PCC. I know it's not uh, just just you, Peter, or just you, Julia. Or just you, David, that have made this happen. You know, you had to. There's folks in the in the grant department that, that go out and write uh, some of these grants to go acquire some of these things, and uh, there's things that you have to do to, to get it through the curriculum committee and and those things. So uh, all the work that everybody has done to make this this possible, I want to make sure to 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 shout to shout them out. But I do think it's interesting uh, that there is this opportunity that hey, you know, you have this pilot course and this first course is kind of coming out. To really start asking the question hey you know this is we were using this for math 99 you know what happens if we apply some of the uh you know one of the, the math 111 or math 105 principles and did another course that was a little bit higher level you know what happens if we uh put in some of the math 241 and, and 245 principles what would that look like in, in design or coupled that with some of the, the engineering principle courses uh, I do think there's some some really cool opportunities, especially uh, looking at multidisciplinary approaches. Uh, that that there may be some opportunities here. So I, I'm seeing this course as kind of the the first step in using more experiential learning in mathematics uh, moving forward. As one who, uh, especially as a college student, I I had some math classes that I thought, hey, I I know this stuff, I can breeze through this. And, uh, you know, 111 for, for me was was relatively easy. Uh, but but then when I got to uh, some of the higher mathematics, your 241s and your 245s, uh, I had some issues to, to, to say the least. Uh, and I always joke and say I was on the extended education plan uh, where I, you know, just to make sure I got those courses, I wanted to make sure I took them again just to really dive deep into them. It's not that the school required that I take them again because I didn't do too hot the first time. But um, I think there, there's, because people learn in different ways, I think when you when you apply those things to where people are, you know, see these numbers and mathematics stuff is so abstract but when they see it as a piece of, of when they learn, I think that really helps a lot. Like I talked before, I was you know, home at ec- baking cakes. Not that I wasn't hungry, but I was. Uh, I learned so much about fractions, even more so because I got to use them. Now, my my days in shop, middle school, I was a shop legend, uh, but for whatever reason, high school, I was terrible, and they just told me to stay away from the stuff because I was going to be a danger to myself and everyone else in the class. So uh, I stayed away from some of the maker spaces. See, the cool stuff now is we have three D printers. Those are maker spaces I can hang out with. If I gotta cut something, especially any kind of woods or metals, uh, anything that spins, reciprocating saws, things like that, you don't want me around. Uh, I I I tend to stay away from. So is is that Dave? Are you going to be videoing stuff for these classes, or have you you already put together uh, some videos for the class? Uh,
3: It'll be a combination of uh, pre-recorded material and. Footage that we take from class.
0: All right, so we so we're gonna get some good shots of Peter really diving deep into the boat making process.
3: Oh yeah, sure will. because
0: right. that, that's what we we gotta have, we gotta have more shots of Peter uh, as a you know as as the central figure as a, what they say in the movies the movie business as the as the protagonist of the of the of of, of wind and oar is that is that going to be the the epic drama that's coming out on Netflix uh are we going to call it Math 99 if we are, we're still working on the title
1: we might we might have to we might have to update that title yeah
0: okay okay so we'll we'll, we'll work on that there's no truth to the rumor that that we're in post production and that's going to be released here soon but you know we we're, we're just throwing it out there you know cuz marvel they always tease when they're doing their phase 4 and their new movies that are coming out so we have to tease when the, when the, the next win and or saga is going to come out to the public. Uh, so right, right now, I just want to kind of open it up. Is there anything that you want to share about this program that we haven't shared so far? Uh, and then I also want to talk just kind of about your, each of your personal journeys, just really quick. Like what, what made you choose STEM and, and what made you choose this, this piece? Because uh one thing, I, one thing I've learned is that everybody has a kind of a different windy path to where they're at STEM. You know, I, I was a I was really into business and I, I still I teach business at at PCC still and have 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 been an instructor and professor of business uh, for over the last decade. But I taught entrepreneurship and I always thought it was interesting how uh, how once we introduced entrepreneurship, then we got to. Really dive into more STEM principles. If I tell people they're going to a math class or a science class, you know, they're like, "Ooh, math, science, I don't know anything about that, or I don't want to know anything about that." But when I say, "Hey, you're gonna make this product as a, uh, you know, say you're making a fragrance that you're selling," you know, all I think of doing every time I think of Christmas time, uh, which we're which we're just we're just out of, I always think of those white diamond commercials. <laughs> Those were, You know, way back in the day. So all these fragrance commercials. But I, I challenged a student one time. I was like, hey, you know, there's stuff that goes into making a fragrance. You know, why don't you look into all the different things that go into making a fragrance? They went on to make a fragrance and they they started a business with it. And so when I came at it from the idea of, hey, you need to learn the science, they didn't like that very much. But when I came up with the idea of, hey, you're running your business and you're you're inventing something new. They were excited to do that. And it really, I mean, I, hey, you know, I have to be engaged in the STEM process because that's what helps students on the other end feel so empowered to get into entrepreneurship, start their own businesses and things like that. So I kind of want to know what what brought you all into this area. What, what was your kind of STEM awakening, so to speak, and what, what made you jump into this area?
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna jump right in there. I have one thing I can't forget to mention about this class. Um, we have grant funding to cover tuition and fees, so it's on a first come first serve basis. But if folks are interested in this class and are worried about the cost, we have a quick little form on the website you can fill out, um, and then the 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 cost is covered.
0: So man, so I guess so I get to build a boat, learn math, and I can have a chance to get this covered. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, this is fantastic because, you know, in the words of the immortal, late uh, Tom Peterson, free is a very good price.
1: Mm-hmm. 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 So, Absolutely. Uh,
0: definitely go to the website. I'll throw another plug on the website really quickly, and then you can answer the second part of that question. You just go to PC, pcc.edu slash maker. Slash STEM Dash Center, so that's pcc.edu slash Maker Slash STEM Dash Center. Alright, so go go right ahead and answer the the other piece of that question, yeah. Julia. How you got here? You're the you're the you're the STEM coordinator. What? Is, hold on, a I gotta let me get your title. I don't I, don't, I never want to mess up on titles, so I want to get the clear title. You're the STEM and Design Center coordinator. At PCC Southeast. So, what made you? What made you jump in here? You don't just wake up and become a a. Go back to it again. You don't just wake up one day and just say, "Hey, I am a, a STEM and Design Center Coordinator at Southeast Campus." You, you have to you have to go get this job. It's it's a competitive process. So what made you? What made you come in in into in this area?
1: Yeah, that's such a big question. You talk about the, the windy road, right? Everybody's path isn't a straight one. And I think it's such a critical thing for folks to hear, but I knew I, I always, I've always loved STEM. I knew I love that. I grew up in Southwest Washington, um, three and a half acres. I played in the dirt, played in a lot of dirt as a kid. And I was always curious about everything around me. Um, didn't fully appreciate what that meant or, you know, didn't didn't think about careers or college or anything like that, but um, made my way through um, and uh, fell in love with chemistry and biology. I just I wanted to learn how everything works. And so I was in research for almost a decade. My last position was an environmental scientist at the EPA. Um, I really got connected to research pretty early on. I got a, a pretty rare opportunity to do that when I was 17. And fell in love, and so kind of found every opportunity to do it. But then I remember sitting in my lab, studying nanoparticles, and looking around me, and there was nobody there. Right? I had it was me and a postdoc, and a bunch of uh, principal investigator investigators, PIs, had a bunch of bosses, and I felt pretty isolated. And I realized really quickly, like, not only did I not, I needed that social element that I was missing but no one i couldn't explain what i did <laughs> i couldn't explain what i was doing to anybody it always kind of ended in a glazed over wow you you must be learning a lot kind of thing and 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 i realized that i wanted to find a way to get excited about science again and to excite other people about science like how how could i get other people to get excited about this as much as i have i have been since i was little and also, how do I make it easier for people to connect with others in science, right? Where I didn't feel so isolated, and so I didn't know what the heck I was doing. But I, I went back to grad school, went to school again, um, and got a master's in science teaching, and connected with the K twelve realm in Portland, and and tried to figure out like how do we get the word out, how do we support folks, how do we bridge those gaps, um, and I, I was uh, working. Doing science fairs, and I was working for Saturday Academy, developing some programming and working with some amazing educators. And I, it wasn't easy to get this job at PCC. It's very competitive. Um, but what I love about Portland Community College is that there's so many possibilities. S- students from all different backgrounds, educators from all different backgrounds, excited and passionate, and bringing their own story to the space. And you get to explore together and you get to learn. Um, and we've been developing these programs for the last few years. We've been working on a variety of different grants. And for me, it's like it's like a playground because I get to do what I love. I get to share the gospel of science. Um, I get to learn from people every day. Um, yeah, I love it. I, I do miss the lab sometimes. I love teaching. I get to teach environmental science, so I get to geek out about kind of more research-based stuff, but more than anything, I think just getting to expose people to to that passion I had when I was seven years old and playing in the dirt, like that's, it's what I do. It's what I love to do.
0: Great. That is, that is, that is really exciting. Uh, David, you want to share your, your path really really quickly with us?
3: Yeah, sure. Um, I'm, (laughs) First, I'll currently say that I am a mental health counselor. Uh, I once took a math class and just kind of also fell in love with uh, more technical disciplines, um, something more objective. And I was looking for an opportunity to teach and guide others because it's something I appreciated when I had encounters with the tutors at the Southeast campus. So I wanted to be a part of that. So when this opportunity came up, I jumped, and it was not a bad decision at all—not by far.
0: Man, fantastic! And of course, last but but not least, Peter, uh, who is going to see to it that I get my boat by the by by the end of this grant. I don't care if it's this year, or next year. Might making me a boat. I'm 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 sailing down to Columbia at some point, but. Uh, <laughs> But one of these boats that the students made. But uh, but but Peter, how did you how how did you kind of get here? How did you?
2: Yeah. So um, when I graduated from college, I actually started off as an English teacher um, and a filmmaking teacher for high school, Uh, and then uh, shortly after that, I uh, decided that I wanted to try something that was had more hands on, and so I, I went back to school and I got a engineering degree and went. Um, To uh, got into television, and I worked in television for 20-plus years. Um, And during that same time, I actually started a couple of different companies. One was a product development company for um, a video processing device. And then I uh, went on and um, started a company that actually sold television advertising um, for small cable companies. And then uh, I got out of all of the tech stuff uh, and I went into green building and I went to work for a um, design build firm. And in about 2010, the whole building industry tanked along with the rest of the economy. And so I took the opportunity to go to boat school and I spent a summer in Maine learning all about boat building. And boats were something that I had as a family. I mean, that was something that our family did. So. Um, I was comfortable with all of that, but the the beauty of it for me was the the hands on part of it and the and the problem solving. And so, uh, when I got back to Portland, I decided that you know some version of a boat school would be something that would be interesting to me. And then, um, by pure luck, ran into the folks over at the Portland Metro STEM Partnership and started to realize the opportunity to put these together was right there. And so I was able to actually bring my love of teaching back to I feel like I've gone full circle and I've um, encompassed all of the things that I enjoyed about both teaching and working with my hands uh, and also incorporating a lot of other interests, including um, literature and um, some of the arts. And I mean, it became and so we call our our focus is STEM. Uh, steam is really what we do all the way around. Um, but anyway, that so that's the real quick thumbnail version of how I got here. Uh, but it, it
0: satisfies all of my itches. Well, thank you so very much. Uh, definitely want to shout out uh, Portland Metro, uh, Portland Metro STEM. They do great work over there. Uh, Jerry and Kristen appreciate their 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 work and their support. a lot of that we have going on. So we encourage everybody to make sure they go sign up for math 99 right now. Listen to this podcast, go sign up for it, go to the website, go check out uh, the, the scholarship opportunity. Uh, Shout out to the national science foundation for providing the the grant to support this program. I appreciate uh, Julia, David, and Peter, our first triple header guests. Here on the Real Steamy Podcast, everybody give them a real big round of applause for joining us today and being the, uh, like I said, the first ones uh, to be able to do a triple header. They said we couldn't have one guest, but 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 dang it, we came with three. So uh, we appreciate the work. We appreciate uh, a partnership with, with PCC Southeast. And what they're what what they're doing over in the southeast with the maker spaces. Check out uh, shout out to all the maker spaces. Uh, we have a variety of maker spaces in uh, each county, uh, so definitely check out what PCC Southeast has. Uh, you're welcome to check out all the maker spaces uh, throughout the the, the PCC uh, community, but uh, definitely uh, check out Southeast and uh, you know shout out to our uh, Rockwood Maker Space over with the Rockwood Library. Uh, but there's makerspaces all. Uh, encourage your students to go out and make things. Uh, but don't just limit it to your students. You know, if you're, if you're an adult, you can go out and make some things also, uh, which is why we're, we're starting a campaign around We Make Things called Hashtag We Make Things out in East County because making things is so important, learning how to make things, troubleshooting, all those different things, all these elements that you hear, you know, all those going to the process that's engineering, that's science, that's math. All those things are a piece of it. They don't have to be big, bad, and scary elements. So uh, let's continue to have some fun things. Julia, I'll give the last word to you. Any last thoughts as we as we kind of slide out here?
1: Um, Jarvis, just want to offer again, thank you so much for having us for for giving us the space to to share about this opportunity. Um everything is just a little tricky, and I think the way that we are combating that and the way that we are connecting right now is through these types of opportunities. Let's let's get together, let's build something, let's make something we can be proud of. Um, let's learn a little bit, bit of math while we do. Um, but yeah, I think let's just let's just keep doing that work and and thank you again, David and Peter. Um just so grateful to be on the team, um, be working with you um and to be a part of this work. So thank you. Thank you, everybody.
0: All right, So thank you very much. For, for Julia Betts, for Peter Krim, for David Mayava Hall, uh, we appreciate each one of you being with us today. I am Jarvis Hall. That has been the latest edition of the Real Steamy Podcast, where we always encourage each one of you to keep, as always, Real Steamy. Have a great rest of your day.